It's commitment day on Sturdy for 30. The Illini add uh, 2023 guard, uh, four-star Draven Gibbs-Lahorn to their 2023 class. This is uh, another kid that they coveted. They went hard after once he had decommitted from Purdue. Um, Another Tim Anderson uh, get. He joins Amani Hansberry in the class of 2023. Two very, very talented players who had, you know, at different times, I thought, you know, Gibbs Lahorn was um, fantastic in the spring and Hansberry was fantastic this summer. Two of the best players in EYBL during those stretches. So um, here to talk about it tonight, we've got the Illini guys, director of recruiting Kendrick Prince and Illini guy and big sports radio uh, guy, Mike <laughs> Kegley, for lack of a better term, dude, big sports radio, dude, whatever. He is. Yeah, exactly. So, so he's the dude. So guys, I got to start with you, Ked. You've, Spent a lot of time talking to um, uh, Draven's dad, I I know. And what are your thoughts on this commitment for Illinois? Well, I'm not surprised, but it's just if you're if you're an Illinois fan or if you cover Illinois the way we do, this is just big time. I mean, a guy tweeted at me earlier um, after the announcement was asking about a pay raise for uh, Tim Anderson, and then I was sitting sitting thinking. I don't know, and I tweeted back at him, I don't know the last time Illinois had a run of, of, of any coach with the success of what this staff has had, especially Tim. I mean, I have to be honest, I don't know when. I would love for somebody to challenge and tell me this because they're getting it done. They are so confident in, in what they're doing, and this is just big. And I know a lot of people want to make a big deal out of the fact because, you know, Dre decommitted from Purdue. This was not like Illinois was – you know, still trying to go after him after he committed. Those coaches don't do that. But once a kid decommits, and my understanding, Matt Painter told him, you know, after he committed, if you decide to go take other visits, we're done. So that means it's open game. And Illinois, it's like everybody else, like North Carolina was pursuing him as well. Um, it's open game. And this is just big. I mean, Illinois is not playing on the big stage, guys. We can pretend that they're not. They are going up against some of the best teams um, in the country, Brad, you posted on our message board who they, who some of these kids are, these coaches are beating out, and some of the schools that they beat now. You can't take that stuff for granted because it's hard work, and they're very successful at what they're doing. Yeah, Mike, uh, Mike, what are your thoughts? I, I get a little maybe you're kind of although you're insider, maybe you haven't talked to the family or anything. So you don't have the maybe the same uh, talk. You've just seen film on this kid. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I like the way the kid breaks down people uh, in the lane. Um, You know, he's definitely a guy who uh, uses change of speeds. He gets his body between uh, himself, between himself, uh, you know, uh, and the ball, uh, you know, so the defender has to go through him. Um, And, and I'll be honest with you, I know he had, um, you know, maybe a rougher, uh, summertime, but I watched him go head to head against Barani and um, he held his own against, you know, one of the top, you know, Barani may not be the greatest, you know, this moment, but he's one of the top athletes out there. Um, and, and, you know, he presents a, a mixture of strength and quickness that's relatively unique, particularly in the guards, you know, area. And, and I, I, Draven did really well. So, you know, you're looking at a kid who can handle the ball, He's got great form on his jump shot. Um, so you've got somebody here that, that could be a, a really good player. And, 
And maybe he's more of what, you know, Io was a three to four year player that uh, a guy like Underwood and this coaching staff can kind of fill up with knowledge and, and acumen and then let him run around out there and physically he can compete with anybody. Yeah, no question. He's a guy who can score the ball. Guys that can shoot are, are coveted, you know, and he's a guy who can make buckets. Um, I was I, I posted his spring numbers, EYBL numbers, uh, 16.2 points a game, 49% from the field, 38% from three, and 83% from the line. You'll take those any day of the week, right? I mean, from your from your guard position now. Yes. And, and the other thing, and this is kind of goes along the way Illinois wants to play, and you've seen them do this over the years, and um, it, it's one of the reasons they wanted him because they're not as sold on some of the guys in balls, you know, other than Sky Clark. Um, probably their their second best guy in ball screen situations might be like uh, Ty Rogers. Ty Rogers. So they needed another guy who's really good in ball screen situations, and Draven Gibbs Lahorn is extremely good in that ball screen situation, making reads, being able to shoot off the dribble, being able to get down the lane, being able to you know kick out and find open guys, hit the roll man. He's he's very good, and that's where he excels. And you know, open court and in ball screens, which is the kind way they want to play now. So. He fits what they want to do offensively. Maybe there might be higher ranked guys that are guards, but they don't fit the way they want to play. And so I think that that's one thing you have to understand when, when you're looking at this. So, so guys, I, and we've already we broached, touched this a little bit, but Tim Anderson, I mean, goodness gracious, this guy is just like, he doesn't miss. I mean, when he goes all in on a guy and they get deep, it's just going to happen. Ken, have you ever seen a guy? I mean, I, Illinois just had Orlando Antigua, who was considered one of the best recruiters in college basketball and a good friend and a, a great, great recruiter, good basketball coach, whatever. He's elite. I think Tim Anderson has surpassed him. Am, am I crazy, Ken? No, you're not. But I want to throw this term out there before I touch on Tim real quick, because hearing you guys talk about um, Dre as a player. We don't use the word athlete very much. We've all passed that. This kid is a good athlete. This kid can block shots. He can jump. He can dunk on people, over people. He can shoot it, and he's quick. He has a very nice mid-range game. And if you're into rankings, I want people to understand this guy was a five-star recruit at one time. And since this kid committed today, you have two guys that are, in the, uh, that are four-star recruits, and Amani Hansberry and Dre Gibbs-Longhorn. Illinois is now in the top 20 in recruiting with just two kids. Okay, that's number one. Number two, Tim Anderson is elite. I mean, you can't say he's average or he's good. This guy is not when, – when Brad and Mike, you guys remember, you know, way back when Brad was trying to find a coach. And it was fun because we were all speculating, gossiping, and nobody really knew anything about Tim Anderson. They just thought, okay, they put the staff together to be done with it. This dude is – you know, if you're playing baseball and you're talking about batting averages, it's a thousand because he is extremely impressive. And I have the liberty of talking to these parents. And I'm going to tell you, they all say the same thing. Even when Terrence Shannon was being recruited, it's Tim and his mindset and how truthful he is in his context. It's not just Chicago. People think it's Main Street Chicago. Tim Anderson, he's connected in the EYBL. He's connected in the NBA. And people believe him. He's that passionate about what he does and how good he is and confident. And and then, you know, I know we're talking about Tim, and I know you're going to bring this up, is Fletch. 
I mean, I've talked to, I don't know how many kids in the last year and Fletcher comes up just as much as Brad Underwood and Tim Edison, Chester and Jeff Alexander. Tim is doing some great things. And to end this little rant that I'm on, I don't know how they're going to keep a guy like that around because I'm going to tell you, you know, and you're all intelligent men that know who, you know, that the other schools are going to be trying to pursue him. And there's just no way because he's battling out Duke and North Carolina and Kansas and Kentucky for recruits and he's winning. It's, it's hard to argue with that. You know, you got a guy who's, I really look at it as that uh, old political thing from the eighties, you know, um, it's the Anderson difference because when he gets involved, um, he's a little bit like a Terminator. You can't negotiate with him. You can't run away from him. You just got to go to school at Illinois and play basketball. That's easy enough, you know? So, <laughs> so once you're his target, you just give up and say, I'm, I'm going to be an Illini. Is it that hard? <laughs> Mike, just I know make- you're being funny, but Mike, that's really true. That's, that's what I'm I saying. Think, I'm- I think that's his mindset. He thinks if he wants to go get a kid, it is fifth gear, and I'm going to do everything I can, you know, within the rules to get a kid. Yeah, he, he definitely goes all in. I, I think that's true of all this Illini staff. You've seen this from Jeff Alexander when it was Zachary Perrin. You've seen this with Chester Frazier and Amani Hansbury. They've, they've honed in on guys, and they just go get the, They say, we want this guy. And then it's like all in, all hands on deck, and it's nonstop until they get him. I mean, really, the only elite guy they've missed on that they've really gone hard at is Cam Whitmore, who went to Villanova, and and they gave it everything they had there and almost pulled that one off. So in the past couple of years, this has been since they've added this new staff, it's they've been pretty lights out in recruiting. It's it's kind of stunning if you think about it, how well they've done um, in recruiting. Now, you mentioned Fletch. I got to mention Fletch real quick. I come back to that point. Draven gives the horn. And, and I was able to, you know, had some conversations with, uh, you know, with him, mother, father, him. And that's the one thing he, he and just talking to him, seeing him, he does need to get stronger. I think that's an area where he's going to have to to bulk up a little bit to to play, not to play, but to be as impactful as he wants to be at the next level. I think he's probably more suited as a, you know, a, a, a guy, you know, a point guard right now. But I think if he wants to be a an elite player at the college level, he's going to have to get a little stronger. They mentioned Fletch, like just want to work with Adam Fletcher and talking about how good he is. So we, we repeatedly get the coaches and stuff. Do you hear this about any other strength and conditioning coach? I don't hear this anywhere else from any other school. Do you just think about it? We all follow recruiting. We all read articles. Tell me a time when either one of you two have read an article where they talked about the strength and conditioning coach, because I've not seen it. I can tell you when Sky Clark's dad, you know, when I talked to him when he committed, 40% of the reason why his son committed was because of Fletcher. You know, it's it's huge. I, you know, Austin Hutchinson, when he was injured, uh, his father, Eric, had all the faith in the world and Coach Fletcher. It's, it, it's, just, it's amazing, you know, and to be honest with you, you know, Ben Gibbs mentioned to me that he can't believe that he hasn't left for the NBA. That's how impressive, you know, of an impact he has on these recruits because you can see the changes in bodies like you guys mentioned. But it's a huge, huge selling point. And, you know, if you look at what Illinois is right now, just say we weren't covering them and you look at them, what they have to offer, the facilities, the NIO money, we can't pretend that that doesn't matter. These people care about their sports at Illinois. And some fans who are on the outside looking in, 
it's a culture shock to them because Illinois was stagnant for a few uh, for a few years, and now they're back on top in in, in everything with the recruits, uh, the campus, the NIL, the media, everything. Yeah, this is it, it is really you know when you look at this, you've got to go back to Jimmy Collins in the '80s to really find a run where Illinois has has had a recruiting stretch like this. Um, and, and the other part I think that's really good is a lot of coaching staffs struggle to put together a roster that the pieces fit. And, and what Underwood is looking, you know, and Anderson, and Alexander, um, you know, uh, all, all four guys, you know, they're, they're looking at how does this guy fit with the players we have? And that's a lot harder now with the transfer portal to keep it all straight. But they 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 have pieces that fit together instead of hey we have seven shooting guards we don't have anything else but we have seven shooting guards you know and and so they're building rosters and teams not just accumulating stars. Yeah, I think that's a great point. You know, they we need a point guard next year. Okay, well let's go get one. Let's go get the best <laughs> one we can find. We need a big guy this year. They were thinking, you know, we need a big guy to come off the bench. Let's go get this guy from Europe. Yeah. So th- this is what they do. They, they, they look at what they have and what they need and they just go get it. And I think that's, that's impressive. Um, this is a, you mentioned this being an elite recruiting run, unlike anything really since Jimmy Collins. Now I, I don't want to put this at the same level as Jimmy Collins, because, you know, he brought in like two number one ranked national yeah. players in like yeah. three Marcus years. Liberty. Marcus Liberty, I said Lowell since. Hamilton. I said since, but, no, not but, equal. But, but still, don't, yeah. but think about Overall. where all those, think about where those kids were all from. We had the top player in Chicago every year. Now we're getting kids from all over the country. They're from Indiana. They're from uh, Baltimore. They're from, you know, North Carolina. They're from Chicago. They're from Michigan. They're from, you know, you go down the list. They're all over. Like, yeah, yeah, you have guys who are connected. They're from France. These guys have, have just broadened the, the, the horizons for Illinois basketball. And that's why I don't get concerned if they miss on one guy, which hasn't happened very much. But when they do miss on a guy, it's like, that's okay, because there's another guy we have – we can go get a different guy. We don't, we aren't beholden to the state of Illinois. We aren't beholden to the, you know, the Midwest it's everywhere. And, and I think that's been really impressive. Now from my own, I have to, I have to apologize here because I was wrong. So a couple years ago, I had concerns about Brad Underwood as a closer in the recruitment process. I, I, and I, and I wrote a little bit about that and talked about, you know, him not, you know, he didn't get involved enough in the recruitments and and maybe that was true at that time, but Brad Underwood has been a great closer. He is involved. These guys and parent and kid that sign here now mentioned their relationship with Underwood, which is something. And I go back to maybe the EJ Liddell recruitment who could said he just never connected with Underwood. Now I go, now all these guys are connecting with Underwood. And maybe that's just Brad growing, but I, I got to admit, I was wrong because that was my big concern about Brad Underwood. Not that just could he could he close? And I think now he's he's that guy. He's got the little cup that says coffee is for closers. So from Starbucks. <laughs> so so that's, uh, I, I got to admit, he's been fantastic at getting this job done. Now, here's my question for you. We, we all agree that he's done a good job here. 
how much of this, the, the new method of recruiting where it's almost more transactional now than it ever has been before, how much has that helped him? Because we know Brad, he's just a, he doesn't sugarcoat stuff. He's matter of fact, this is what we're going to do. We're going to make you this. We're going to get you this. You're going to work on this. You're going to get good at this. And this is your NIL. This is what it is, blah, blah, blah. And this is what, how we do it. it how much does that maybe help him a little bit? I think it's huge because one, I'm going to be honest, he doesn't lie. He's very nope. honest about kids, about where they're going to play. And Brad, you mentioned a comment about EJ Liddell. I'll never forget. I was in Pekin, Illinois, watching uh, EJ Liddell playing a basketball tournament. I was talking to his father. And his father said to me exactly what you said. Uh, I like Illinois, but I don't hear from Coach Underwood a lot. And, I'm t- and I don't know what the reason was. There could have been multiple reasons. I'm not going to criticize Coach Underwood for it um, because I don't know the reasons. There's, you know, there's obviously you know, a lot of things that go into play with that. But like you mentioned, now he has set the tone. You know, to answer your question, if you think about the Big Ten, I mean, Brad Underwood is one of what, how many coaches that are aggressive in the transfer portal? You know, I know Tom Izzo is not a fan of it. Matt Painter certainly isn't because that was part of the reason I, I believe why Dre left. You know, Brad has adjusted. He has figured out this game and what he needs and, and, and what Illinois wants. You know, you and I spent some time with him this summer, and I, I thought, really? Brad, we both knew that I didn't think they were going to get anybody in the class of 23. And, you know, because they were going to look in the transfer portal. Now you go out and you get possibly, realistically, depending upon who you talk to, four or five-star recruits in just a matter of, what, three or four months. So he's figured it out, and, I, you know, whatever it is, and maybe, you know, because he had surgery on his knee, he's able to get out more and yeah. just go get these kids. I don't know what it is, but I tell you, I've never heard his name since he's been in Illinois as much as I have. And I put it on message board. I couldn't, you know, put it all in tweet. Um, ben Gibbs was just as much as an all with Brad Underwood as he, you know, is with Tim Anderson. Because he said to me that Brad is a no-nonsense guy. He doesn't play favoritism in practice. If you are a one-star recruit, which is there's no such thing, or a five-star recruit, you're going to be treated the same way in practice. And some parents like their kids push. Like a lot of people don't like Izzo style. I'm going to be honest, I'm old school. I kind of like it. And people like what Brad does. I mean, and he's not going to sugarcoat. He's not going to recruit you and then bring you on campus. And then you see something different. What you see in practice, and we've all been there, when you go to practice, he doesn't care you know, if there's a two-month-old baby sitting in the stands or, or, or a 95-year-old grandmother. He's no, he doesn't. No, and that's what, he's transparent. And that's okay, guys. Yeah, um, I, I will tell you, it's, it's interesting because you get into the world's a little bit more transactional now anyway. You know, it's kind of a what can you do for me? And in the past, there was a dance with recruits about, you know, I want – this, that, and the other thing, um, you know, usually team related and, and now they can cut down to the chase. You know, I, I, I want, what do you want? Well, I want, you know, an NIL program. I want some minutes. And then um, one of the things that Brad Underwood told Sturdy and I at the Illini guys golf tournament was I don't worry about playing time because I don't determine it. The players determine the playing time. They go out and they practice. They determine who plays. Seems like a pretty easy system. You know, it is true as a coach. You, you do – players do play. And you know what? Most players understand if they're getting their butt kicked every day in practice that, that they're getting their – I mean, they know. Like players right. 
you know, and, and you know, John Gross had a similar thing. Players play players and all this stuff. But Underwood says it, and it, it means so much more, I guess, the way he says it. Just like because so they bad. win. They win. <laughs> I think that's true. That's the biggest part. You win games. He's won. So, yeah. So I, I just had to say that. Uh, kudos to Brad Underwood for what he's done um, with this Illinois program, with the recruiting hall. And kudos to Tim Anderson and Chester Frazier, Jeff Alexander. What a fantastic uh coaching staff that Illinois has been able to put together. And that's not to slight the guys that were here before, because I think Underwood had a pretty good staff to start with. Yep. And, and I, how many guys lose three coaches and just get better. It's really astonishing to think about it. So guys, you wrap up. What's next? Ked, what you got next? What do you think? Well, one, we don't know what they're going to present. And I tell you what I want to be interested in from a recruiting standpoint, get the season started and see what happens at the semester. Because a lot of things happen at the semester, and Brad mentioned that a lot of things happen. Some kids may want to come in, some kids may want to leave. So, but I guarantee it, they're going to know. And whoever they pursue, if you play the lottery, you know what? And you're a betting man. I'm a bet on Illinois. I'm a bet on Illinois because you know they're going to bring in kids that they want. Like you said, I just don't know what's going to happen. And if everybody's happy at the, at the semester, and there may be other kids, like I said who want to join them. They're like, we've all used this term. They're sexy again. They're very sexy. Um, the fan base is, is, is rabbit. Kind of like uh, us. Kind of like yes, us. Yes, exactly. Very similar. So, yeah. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just really kind of curious to see how, how the season's going to play out and if there'll be any changes at the semester. Um, and hopefully, you know, they can get Zachary back on campus here real soon too, if that pans out. Yeah. I, I would like to see, uh, Mr. Brown, one of Morez Johnson's teammates. I'd like to see that be next. And then, uh, you know, for the 2024 class, and then Illinois has looked at quite a few really good wings, find the best one of the bunch to fit in with the team. And then um, we know that they're going to utilize the transfer portal when it's necessary. And, and let's hope for a ton of success for the team on the court this year which will be the ultimate because really the only thing that Illinois has to do is go on to a deep run and that will make believers out of a lot of people. So I'm all for a final four or I could, you know, I could deal with a national title. I don't know about you guys, but that'd be a lot of fun. And then we'll see, because I'll tell you one thing. um, I got to think that if uh, Brad Underwood and this coaching staff make it to a final four, they're going to put a lot of talent, into this team and they won't miss um, capitalizing on it. Yep. Totally agree uh, with all your points. Uh, it's obviously an exciting time to follow Illinois basketball. Um, we're going to have a lot more um, on Illinois basketball coming up on IlliniGuys.com. Just so you know, we're going to uh, break down all their opponents coming up in the next couple weeks on uh, we're going to have obviously recruiting on, uh, articles, um, some reports from practices on both the men's and the women's side coming up. Uh, we will have um, other things, uh, media days, uh, Illini media days set for October 7th. Also, um, I will be attending Big Ten media days um, in Minneapolis, Minnesota on October 11th. Um, that's going to be a pretty cool deal. Um, so we will uh, we'll have all kinds of stuff on IlliniGuys.com for you to check out to read about this basketball team in addition to all the great football coverage, because you know, we got a pretty big football game this weekend too. So, um, so, uh, and we will another thing on uh, October 8th, 
Alana guys will have another tailgate. Maybe not quite as exciting as the first one because it won't have a golf outing too, but we're going to have some tents. We're going to have some, and we actually are partnering with the Blind Pig Brewery. So you can even grab some free brews if you want to, some craft beers here and there, and and we'll have water too. So um, so you can drink water or beer, your choice. So uh, it should be a good time before the Iowa game on October 8th. So looking forward to that. So uh, guys, thanks for joining us again. Kedrick Prince, Mike Cagley. This is Brad Sturdy. 30 for 30. Thanks for listening.